And welcome to the Power of Women podcast. I'm your host for today, Naomi Cooper Davis, and I am here with Liana and Jen, also known as Pamela Hammer, your son, and Shelley Grotto. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) It's so nice to have you guys. Just uh, a bit of context for you all, dear listeners. We are in the back of the uh, Margate Arts Club and we um, have children. (laughs) We're working women, (laughs) mothers and women, and sometimes you can't find anyone to look after a child and you've still got to do a podcast. So um, if you hear any kids in the background, that's what it is. Thank you so much for coming today, guys. I'm really excited to meet you and to speak to you because I obviously, like, I am a big fan of drag, but I don't know a lot about it from, like, behind the scenes. So would you both please just introduce yourselves and just tell me a little bit about yourself to get us started? Uh, So I'm, uh, my name's Liana, but my drag name is Pamela Hanmi, your son. Um, So Pamela kind of came to me just this year, maybe March. So, and only done it like three times. So mm. I, I feel so um, not prepared for this. <laughs> I, I I just feel like I, I don't have that much experience. So uh, for example, like watching RuPaul, I've only watched the UK series. So I'm uh. very kind of new to it. And I, I don't know all the names and, and all the people who are in drug scene in UK and, and around the world. Um, Margate was a, was a huge change, I think. Uh, when I first came here, went to the first Pride in 2016 and saw um, um, Tracy Ermine, Bob. <laughs> and I saw, and, and my, my kind of experience, and I, I think it's everyone's experience of drag being a certain kind of drag and then seeing mm. Tracy Ermine uh, was uh, a kind of a, a welcome, like uh, it was, a, well, it was beautiful, yeah. <laughs> and it's different. It's it's arty, and it's got some kind uh, some kind of ideas behind it. It's not only yeah. kind of synthetic, uh, sparkly clothes. It's it's very kind of it's fashionable, and 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 has lots of concepts behind. Uh, mm. I can't. I don't. I don't even know how to describe. But it was just like wow. <laughs> this is so <laughs> so so nice. And then slowly seeing uh, maybe uh, Jen going into drag, uh, kind of, and then. Uh, the open call came uh, from Rounding Circles Productions uh, for a drag internship uh, and that was during the third lockdown so it was all still it had to happen through Zoom uh, Mm -hmm. and that's when I applied and and became Pam I kind of um, I have experimented with like putting moustaches on for Uh parties and and a bit of chest hair and and, uh, you know parties in Margate are yeah. you know always a great way to, to, to <laughs> do different it. things exactly try some stuff on see yeah. how it feels yeah <laughs> and this was the first time when I went like fully kind of uh, over feminine so mm. Pamela hand me some big boobs which I have on now at the moment as well <laughs> I thought I need to get in character uh, and something that I kind of feel like I've never gone that far into kind of femininity. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to No, explain. that makes total sense to me. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, Jen, can you just give us a little bit of a, a little intro and a little bit about how you get started? Uh, yeah, so I'm Jen, but my alter ego is Shelley Grotto. Um, she's a subterranean drag queen, Margate's <laughs> number one tourist attraction, um, resident queen at anywhere that will have her. Um, but 
obviously Margate Arts Club is a is a great sort of <laughs> place for Shelley to hang out. She can often be found there in and out of drag. Yeah, so uh, my first introduction to drag um, was sort of through Bob as well, who mm-hmm. uh, was first Tracy Ermine and then Janet District Council, uh, later <laughs> known as. Um, I've got to say, I think our, our Margate drag queens' names are like, I mean, there is some really excellent punnage, <laughs> some great some great drag names going on around it's here. It's hyper-local. It's really local. It is very specific, very specific, but yeah. yeah. And Janet's now travelled to Dover, so, uh, but has <laughs> remained Janet District Council, so <laughs> I think it works outside of the locality as well but um yeah so there were drag I didn't realize that drag was something that as a cis woman that I it was a space that I was able to sort of take up or be in or anything that was actually available for me as a sort of self-expression until um Janet ran some um drag internships and sort of invited me along um so the kind of main one where that happened was something that happened at Crate Space, which is a local artist studio, um, where they were running a zine week. And as part of that, there was a sort of immersive performance called The Complaints Desk. And Janet was looking for some drag interns to like man the, the complaints man, desk. The complaints desk. Um, and so Shelley was kind of born there. It was very much like in a cupboard, throw some makeup on, like just sort of just make do it something. work. Uh, but then she sort of arrived quite fully formed. Um, and I think having that permission to sort of enter into this art form mm. was really revolutionary for me. Mm. And, um, and I think being in Margate and being around such a sort of supportive, collaborative, queer community, um, just really meant that there was so many opportunities it sort of snowballed so yeah there sort of, sort of became opportunities quite organically and we formed there was a bit of a collective at the time called the house of Xanadu um <laughs> so there was yeah we sort of this this group of queens just making up our own sort of stuff putting on roller discos at dreamland performing at arts club yeah um doing karaoke nights at Tom Fun Theatre. So we're just kind of, it, it, it sort of... Kept expanding. Yeah, just, just sort growing. of expanded. And then the amazing thing about being a drag queen is people be like, oh, we need a drag queen um, for this. Can you DJ? And you'd be like, well, no, but I'm just, <laughs> but, I, but Shelley can. Like, she, she, she's a great Shelly DJ. Can do she can do anything. She can host this, she can do that. So you just sort of get put in these positions where you sort of just... Yeah, just do it. But um, drag gives you that kind of... It opens doorways and gives you that permission, I think, to yeah. just do anything, really, that you want to try. It's amazing. I'm very... I'm, 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 a, I'm a little bit jealous, but also now I'm like, maybe I should just give it a go. Because I've, I... So I'm a performer anyway, but I've always... I've always loved drag. Like, for me, like, as a... Um, as a fat teenager, like I found uh, acceptance and love in gay clubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and even as a cishet woman, like I absolutely like that was where I felt comfortable. That's where a lot of my friends were. But yeah, there's been part of me that's always wanted to try drag, just because I think because like you, um, Pamela, I'm like I'm very comfortable not being a particularly 
girly you know I'm a I'm very comfortable in my femininity and I don't feel like I have to wear makeup I've never you know my mum's mm. not like that so I kind of never like I wear makeup sometimes and I feel like it but I've never like you I've never really used that as like a form of expression or I've never really used up until probably quite recently like the, probably like the last five years I've never really used clothes and things like that as a form of expression mm. so I think there's always part of me that was like I could just I could be whoever I want to be yeah. <laughs> you could be the, as glamorous as you want or as grotesque as you want it's like there's some sort of beautiful fusion of gender expression and identity expression and clown mm, you yeah. know like obviously it depends on yeah there's absolutely. loads of types mm. comedy but yeah yeah absolutely I think that's something that Shelley um plays around with a lot because there's Jen I don't mm. really wear makeup and I really similar I think actually mm. me and Pamela are quite yeah. similar in that yeah. in that respect that our drag you know that's n- potentially that's not something we really like explore or kind of express ourselves through mm. but then I think drag allows you to tap into that other a different side of yourself that you're not normally able to express or perhaps just don't feel the need to express in day to day but it kind of gives a permission to so Shelley I'd say her look is very I mean, it's very latexy, <laughs> very blonde, like massive makeup, and it's kind of, it's not trying to be beautiful, but it's mm-hmm. almost like a, a an exaggeration of like beauty or like sexuality. And as Shelley, I feel absolutely amazing in it. I feel so empowered, and um, yeah, that's. So I think it's. I definitely would encourage you to uh, give it a go. Give it a go. So can you tell me a little bit about your backgrounds? Do you come from a performing background at all? No. <laughs> uh, so uh, I studied art uh, um, and I actually studied photography uh, in a kind of art cluster in university. And then um, I used myself as a model uh, in, um, most of, all the time and then kind of reared into uh, live art, performance art, mm-hmm. but self-taught <laughs> or just as, uh, kind of expressing myself. So um, not, I haven't, not, I don't have you would strong n- performance. I mean, you, you obviously <laughs> do. You would never, ever, ever, I would never, ever, I thought you were an actor. I thought, this is an actor, <laughs> giving it a go. Like, I never would have thought that you don't have a background <laughs> in performance. Yeah, so that's my background. Amazing. Yeah. And I... I did theatre studies at A-level and actually we wrote a play um, that was the sort of take on the doll's house. <laughs> it was very literal because we were in a doll's house. <laughs> and actually I, <laughs> I played Barbie in oh. that play and I think that was really my first my first sort of taste of Shelley because I had these sort of PVC white platform um, boots that were thigh high. It was really inappropriate, actually, for school. Guys, he's a 16. What's going on? Like a long blonde wig, and it was just so like, oh. Um, so, yeah, but apart from that, I have, uh, yeah, I work at an art gallery, um, and I think I've, I've always been interested. I always loved theatre and performing arts, but never really felt like it, it you know it's more of an interest rather than a profession mm-hmm. so um yeah drag has kind of allowed me to re-engage with that side with my my 16 year old barbie side <laughs> <laughs> um and 
yeah and just yeah play around and and give it a go and not be so sort of precious about it or have to be perfect it's more just like expressing and um what do you think it is that gives you permission in drag to either be hyper feminine in a way that you can't do in your day-to-day life like what is it you think that holds you back from that being you you know (laughs) for you what is the difference between those two well first of all i think people shouldn't be defined by gender yeah absolutely so uh uh, it should work in drag as well um this is like uh, when you were talking about how you don't feel like you ever express yourself um in that way and you don't feel the pressure i feel i felt my whole life because i'm quite like short and feminine I always felt that I, I I'm I'm kind of under um, undermined, so people look mm. over and, and 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 find me like maybe, you know, too blonde, too short, too too stupid. So I feel a pressure to be the opposite, you mm. know, to be to not to be feminine, uh, kind too feminine or, or wear too much makeup, so people would over, not overlook me. So that's also a thing, isn't it? The yeah, way we judge people. If someone wears too much makeup, they yeah. don't take you seriously. So I think experimenting with it in drag just give uh, has given me a kind of, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you can swear. Yeah, you can swear, you can swear. So just fuck it. <laughs> go for it. Just go for it. Do whatever you want. You know, go, go, you know, take all those stereotypes. I'm also, I'm Eastern European and there's so many stereotypes about mm. that. So I'm like, I'm just gonna like ride all those stereotypes and do, you know, just like to the edge. It's, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be that. Yeah. Maybe. Or whatever I want to be. So that's kind of is the permission mm. to do that I yeah think. i think drag just plays with the notion of gender <laughs> and gender binaries and sort of allows it to you know it to be a lot more fluid and play mm. around and that's why i think there are more um women um trans people doing drag uh, non-binary people sort of feeling more and more empowered that this is something that's available for them as well because it is sort of in a gender revolution at the moment where <laughs> sort of yeah things are changing things really. are, yeah yeah it is an incredible time and, and I think you're absolutely right Pamela like I I totally agree I don't think that anyone should be defined by their gender but we still do live in a society that does mm. love to put everyone in a box yeah <laughs> and I think yeah as women you know we're often in, in, in general you're told to be you know a certain way or not be too much or be too mm. loud or don't be too sexy or be sexy in the right type of sexy <laughs> there's all these kind of codes and actually drag provides like you said it's like a big fuck it or yeah. like fuck you <laughs> yeah and it and it kind of is a, a really empowering way to just play around with all of that and be like no you know what i'm going to be as sexy as possible and i'm going to be as outrageous as possible and sort of tap into your, that side of you that is there mm. but in your day to day maybe you've been sort of told that that's not an appropriate way to behave or um you know uh, yeah society makes it difficult for you to behave in that way but Mm. drag kind of gives you that permission i think just go for it (laughs) (laughs) yeah um 
so do you what terms i'm quite interested in this actually because i don't because i haven't had to i've had the privilege of not having to have given this too much thought really um and but i can imagine if you're going like in drag especially when you're doing drag with loads of different queens and you're starting to do it as a profession mm. like um for you what terms do you feel comfortable with so um we've got bio queen afab assigned female at birth or female drag queen do you have like a preference i i mean i think ultimately at some point any of that oh, will get just... dro- that will get dropped and it will just be that you're everyone's a drag queen yeah um and I think generally people just do call me a drag queen, but mm-hmm. I, I think AFAB is probably what I'm most comfortable with, mm-hmm. and quite enjoy actually. I mean, it kind of has the word fab. In fab. It. Yeah, <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> fab. and, um, yeah, and actually, I think there's something quite special about at, at this point of time being um, a woman doing drag. In that, mm. I think it kind of gives a bit of an edge or a, a, a kind of I think people are more and more accepting of it and but yeah. still find it as like kind oh, of interesting whoa, 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 what, there's what, a what? woman doing drag <laughs> and I quite like getting that response from people um I think it might be a little bit in vogue to have women as as drag queens the more and more that we're sort of pushing against the fact that it's just a space for cis men mm-hmm. um so yeah i i quite like that you know i i don't mind saying i'm an afab queen but i think ultimately we're all just drag queens don't know mm. what you think pam i i i like the afab um queen um I, and i use the earths and and i think assigned female at birth is um it already points that you know gender is, is, is something that you're assigned to and you have to kind of conform to later in your life so and mm-hmm. and it is something that you play with and, and I think it's a really good name um many people don't know what it is so it's part of your civic duties you're educating <laughs> yeah I know I know I was like and I, when, I, when I say uh, that I'm a drag queen, people are like, whoa. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because it, obviously they think, am I a man then in that case? And then I say, I'm an AFAB queen. And then they're like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think people are kind of confused mm-hmm. at the notion of a woman dressing up as a, as, as a, oh, as a, a woman. It sounds like you've both had amazing experiences with the drag scene here and you just feel very accepted and it's like, but like, come on, yeah. <laughs> come join us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think, I, I, I don't know if that's Margate and mm-hmm. sort of the community that we're in um, or if that's people's experiences elsewhere. I know I've heard of other AFAB queens who are saying they've had different experiences or mm. felt they haven't been booked for things because they're AFAB or, I don't know, if pay is different or or they've been cancelled from a gig because they've been found out that they're AFAB, those kind of things. So I, I know that it is definitely not a level playing field and the fact that with RuPaul, it's the first, um, it's the first... Victoria's season. gone. Yeah, the <laughs> first season that um, 
in however many I don't know how many years it's been going or like oh, um, 2003 yeah so long it's a long time, time. Um, and to have the first uh, AFAB queen on the show and to for Rue to uh, sort of then accept that that is a valid uh, that's that's valid for a drag queen to be female mm. um but still, that that is like that's the the, the token one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in this long. And I'm sure as it progresses, it will become a lot more balanced and mm. diverse in that way. Do you think that's also um, necessary for them? Really, I th- I feel like with all of the different because I I am a big RuPaul fan, <laughs> listeners. I bloody <laughs> love it, and I've seen all of them, some series far too many times. But I um I think having seen a lot of drag growing up like just seeing a lot of drag in in England like it's really different it's really different wherever you go you know there are different like very much there are styles that you know I'm sure that there are similarities in that way in America like you know East Coast Queens and West Coast Queens going to be very have their styles and things but I wonder if because our history of drag is like very different to you know to like the ball I know we've got a ball scene now and we've had a ball mm-hmm. scene since the 80s but the we, we've had a small really small thing in comparison to America so our drag scene really started with that whole like end of the pier Danny Kay kind of <laughs> like men doing like jokes about women do you think that they had to open it up in terms of who the kind of range of the queens in the UK because it just wouldn't wash just having a load of pretty people Mm. I mean I think there's still a way to go with the with the UK drag race being representative of all the types of queens there are and and styles and what's going on I still think they do well Rue's got a certain style of drag queen and kind of favours maybe a bit more of a polished yeah. queen. And, and, and that's like, not British drag in yeah, general. Like exactly. it's not, And that's what I love about yeah. it. I just love the queens where you go and it's messy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, all, so it's so much more about the performance than about the veneer. And I think that's why I'm really pleased when I started to get into drag, I wasn't really... I mean, I had watched Drag Race before, but mm-hmm. I don't think I was so aware of sort of Instagram drag queens, <laughs> as I'm calling them, where they, you know, look really perfect and it's all about the, the illusion and like having the most expensive sort of incredible wigs and clothes. I mean, obviously mm. that's that's also great, but I think I had a, I didn't really know any of that side of it. So I went in very much only having the references of kind of Margate drag, which was a lot more DIY and <laughs> like using a lot of cardboard, cardboard props yeah. <laughs> and the cardboard funny props. and art, you know, and kind of messy and a, and just sort of that freedom of expression. Um, and I think if I'd have, if I'd have sort of thought too much about it or been too aware of it, having, you know, this kind of, the polish of it I think I might have been put off of, mm-hmm. of doing it or giving it a go and um so yeah I think being in this sort of specific place and at that specific time really helped me kind of get into it and and see that that is as much a valid um expression of drag yeah in that this kind of unpolished messy DIY like punk just all about you know about the performance and the concepts as much as um, a kind of 
RuPaul, very glamorous and expensive um, and sort of illusion drag queen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also the idea of like perfect female body as well, the mm. hourglass, the, the breasts, yeah. the fakery. Whilst in Margate, rarely someone wears like makes the yeah lots yeah, of bearded drag queens yeah hair and chest chest hair out and flat chests and yeah just it made yeah. me so happy when when body hair so like it's only I think was it last year or the year before but you know RuPaul was talking talking to someone and saying you should be shaving and you're yeah. like come on I mean really? even still <laughs> with the um uh, with Joe Black and the H and M dress and um. And sort of saying you have to have a, I don't know, it just sort of perpetuates this idea that you have to have a certain amount of money and resource mm. to be mm. able to to be taken seriously in drag when actually there's so many other components. And the same with that last series of RuPaul with Ginny Lemon where they were saying, oh, you know, wear, wear breasts and pad. And actually that wasn't necessarily them. their style mm. and it shouldn't have to be. There's so many different forms of, drag and that's what makes it really interesting is having that variety I'd say. Yeah and when Ginny Lemon tried the breasts I don't think it worked it's no. just oh, no. yeah, yeah no. it wasn't there it wasn't oh. for them mm. um so you've already said Shelley like it's not re- it's not a play level playing field for female drag queens um but do you how can we support the movement so that it becomes more level I think from a sort of on the ground level running the way I got into it the way Pamela got into it is sort of running internships and oh. and have it opening it up and making it feel more inclusive and sort of encouraging people who have an interest in it to give it a go and and sort of explore and experiment um, just to, to sort of to generate more drag queens in general and then sort of um yeah i don't know what i don't know on a, on a higher level than that get out <laughs> get out and go and watch some drag go yeah. to live shows guys oh, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> if yeah. people aren't going to if people aren't paying to go and watch it then you know it's all it's supply and demand isn't it but mm. yeah i think just i think it's really important for people to and to just not go to a drag show just because it's people they've seen on the telly I mean it's like mm. so much stuff just go please just go and try something new like, yeah. it doesn't have to have a famous person in it go and like see what's happening in your local area go and see what's on on a Friday night and yeah building up a, a town of drag queens I can yeah. see that happening in Margate <laughs> just, just yeah. keep walking up. oh everyone, <laughs> everyone's in become drag. a drag queen <laughs> um, and do you think um it's important. I, I mean, I think it's really important as an art form to kind of respect its roots as well. So I know that there's there's a lot of problematic stuff. I mean, there's a problematic stuff with everything everywhere mm. all the time. But for such a long time, drag and that space has been a safe haven for a lot of people to express themselves when they haven't had that elsewhere. And there are still parts of the country where you can't still do that. You know, it's it's still it's not always safe to express yourself fully exactly as you want to in the small town that you live in um and do you how do you think that people coming in you know especially cis het women who might want to try it how do you think they can safeguard against just coming in and like trying to take something over 
I mean, I think with my experience, because it was encouraged mm. by a group of drag queens who I knew as friends, and I was sort of part of that community, mm. um, it felt very sort of, yeah, I felt very supported to be able to do it and very yeah. encouraged. Um, so I suppose, yeah, but I don't know how it would have felt if I was approaching it as someone that was just interested in doing it without having that um, kind of, it was, I guess it was a bit of a permission in a way to mm. give it a go. And I totally know that also you're going, but I'm a woman, so mm. surely I should be able to dress as a woman <laughs> if I want to. Um, but I think I think maybe it's more about, like, I think it's very, I think it's probably unlikely that you're going to get into drag unless you're, mm. like, friend, you know, unless you've got some sort of community. But I just yeah. wonder how you would, I mean, also how you would go about it if you don't know any drag yeah. queens. I think, I mean, I would say go and see drag uh, as a first point of call go to venues, start, or, you know, on Instagram, message people, um, find, yeah, follow people, find out about people, kind of just learn a bit more maybe about the mechanics and sort of immerse yourself in that space. And, and, um, and then when getting into it, just to be, I think it's, to, it's you know, we, we both do it and I think it's totally valid that we, do drag um mm. as long as you're you're respectful i think and you're not doing it to mock the art form but yeah to you know to really celebrate it as an art form and a form of expression and i think that come shines through in your drag and people well from my experience have only been really supportive and celebratory of that yeah um and i think you'll naturally kind of yeah i think it's definitely around finding a kind of community of like-minded people mm -hmm. learning from them i think we have so much to kind of pass down and teach each other and um and people are very generous and i think if you show an enthusiasm of wanting to get into drag or interest in it naturally people who do drag are so enthusiastic about doing drag that they will <laughs> want like, to yeah, yeah come on. Want to <laughs> I mean for, yeah I, I'm, I can only speak from my experience but it's felt very open yeah and welcoming that's um, amazing and I think that's probably you'll you'll be able to find that um you might have to travel <laughs> but, <laughs> but you, you, yeah you will be able to find it if you look hard enough I think mm. What would your dream future of the drag scene look like? A town full of queens. <laughs> well, your factory. Yeah, yeah. Like a, we're going back to everyone the, comes in. We're drag. going back to the industrial revolution. Gone <laughs> 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 <Not> too far. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think just having the. I think just everyone feeling represented kind mm. of within drag and being able to find where you fit in and having um, that full spectrum of, mm. uh, of gender and yeah I think there's a place for for all sorts of queens of every type of queen and I think it would be a shame if it becomes 
to uh, if every if drag queens kind of become a clone of each other or a bit yeah. cookie cutter <laughs> or you know a bit like a RuPaul uh, production line yeah. <laughs> and it would be really boring yeah. <laughs> what I'm thinking is for it to be even more accepted mm. and people at home would not be afraid to try it out yeah I don't know you know a dad Putting, up my, putting some makeup on and eating on a Thursday evening to watch RuPaul because it's not it's not a thing everyone like watches at home. No, no, it's, no. It's it's not that accepted yet. So for everyone to be comfortable with their gender identity and then expressing whatever they want to express, uh, play, I don't know. For, for that to happen, that would be a, mm. a dream future. Yeah, I think if it's something you feel like there's something inside of you that is trying to get out or, you know, just to, to experiment and play that you wouldn't feel that there's a barrier mm. to yeah. being able to sort of tap into another side of yourself or a deeper side of yourself, mm. a deeper part of yourself. What do you think for you and for your character? What's the essence of your drag persona? Ooh. <laughs> the essence of Shelley. Sounds like a perfume. <laughs> I mean, probably clam, clam, clam. seaweed, clams, <laughs> and uh, crabs. <laughs> Plenty of crabs. Um, the essence of, I think Shelley is super confident she'll she'll steal your boyfriend from under your nose uh she is uh she's not afraid of anything or anyone and she's really fucking sexy she's just really she is so sexy <laughs> um yeah that's i guess that might be the essence of Charlie, but is also not afraid to um make a fool of herself She's kind of like a monster that I've created. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I like she's she's really demanding. It's sort of just having to like um, make sure Shelley's needs are met all the time. <laughs> oh, the shopping. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> all the shopping. Yeah, yeah the expensive yeah. Shelley. How about you, Pamela? Uh, so Pamela, Pamela is, so she's retired. Um, Lifeguard. <laughs> I saw you at Pride and I loved it so much. It was just—it was so amazing. I, I haven't laughed that much in a really long oh, time. Oh, thank you, thank you. So she's redeployed as as a um, by government to to work in um, sex education, to to fix the 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 wrongs of of a bad sex education of uh, years and years. Uh, so she's working with uh, young men, with twenty-year-old um, men, and she's she's an older woman. She's um, well, I'm 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 approaching my forties, but <laughs> but she's she's definitely in her forties. So she's sex-positive, uh, middle-aged woman, and I think that's something that's missing uh, um, in you know a wider scene. I'm I'm, I'm still working on her. She <laughs> it needs to come out. I feel like <laughs> I'm stifling her down, but I need to kind of I'm, I'm, yeah. So 
So she works with uh, with young men uh, uh, and um, uh, teaches them practical sex education. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, everyone needs to know where cl- clitoris is. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> She's doing great work. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, if you were going to start your drag factory (laughs) what's like your what's the first thing uh, an aspiring drag queen should think about I'm just trying to get tips for myself now Uh, (laughs) Uh, well we so we ran so I kind of came through doing a drag internship with Janet District Council and then ran a drag internship myself alongside KCC and Cara Couture who are two other drag queens and that's where Pamela was born, mm-hmm. as well as Tivoli Lady Gardens, another AFAB queen. Brilliant name. And um, Giselle de Gear. <laughs> 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 we created three monsters that day. <laughs> uh, so proud. Um, so we had to think quite a lot about kind of how we, it was, we ran a sort of two day workshop on mm-hmm. sort of tapping into your drag alter ego. Um, and at the end of it, you sort of, from yeah from start to finish kind of developed a look a character and performed in a music video <laughs> so it's quite an intensive two days done over zoom that's a lot um, yeah we thought i think it was important first to kind of get into get in well we had a consultation about kind of what type of you know what kind of look are you interested in are you blonde are you brunette like who are your icons do you have any influences do you have an idea of who this character is Mm -hmm. that is trying to get out and often people do kind of have this like inclination of who who they might be or um as their drag and then um we did a we did we sort of did the makeup because i think it really helps like when you get into character like through doing the makeup and spending that time it takes like a long time to put on your face <laughs> and so that really helps you start to embody and sort of become um your 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 person and then we did stuff around uh like we did a sort of job interview like why you want to become yeah. a drag queen yeah. <laughs> we, did, we did like a movement workshop where you had to kind of walk like your queen and, like do catwalks and stuff mm. and voguing um we did a, ra- a bit around kind of your voice and what do you want to say as a drag queen but also like how do you sound as a drag queen do you have a, like a slightly different voice that you inhabit mm. um so yeah, you kind of work up like the whole package, mm. become fully formed, three-dimensional yeah. drag queen. <laughs> very quickly. Two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, so it was very quick and I felt like, oh, it's all happening so quickly. And then obviously the, the um, I think the the RuPaul, uh, the second season had just finished and Bimini from Bambulish had just come out and um, and and then she so Pamela Anderson was one of her icons, and she did mm-hmm. some looks in her, mm-hmm. and um, so that was kind of in my mind. Um, but I think the main thing that that kind of, if if you want to kind of where to start, I think is maybe look at when you were 
when you were just kind of, I don't know, maybe 10, 11, 12, pre-pubescent, and you, what, what did you have in your mind? What did you think you're going to become? Uh, become? Uh, I think um, it, it, what reminded me of, there was a performance uh, by uh, Pink Suits a couple of years ago, where one of uh, Pink Suits, Lenny, was, I think there was a song or it was a story how he wanted to be uh, Britney Spears, I think. <laughs> I think it was Britney Spears, or one of the, oh, one of the Spurs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think yeah, that time, that age, when you kind of, you know, 10 to 13, like before you become, I don't know, become, uh, you know, grow boobs or, or, or and you, you, at that time, what, what do you want to be? Maybe, maybe that's mm. what you need to look at and think. What, what, what did you have in your mind then? And maybe that's the first thing you want to play mm. with. So that's where Pamela mm. came for me as yeah. well. So that was my kind of ideal of what I thought I wanted to become at that <laughs> tender age, uh, which I obviously didn't. Never gained it. Until you became Pamela. Yeah. And then you did. Living out all of the childhood dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a, an idea of if you were to do drag, what you would. I mean, how you would be? Well, I think that mine, I'm like, oh, I can't. I was thinking about it in preparation for this. And I was thinking, actually, I think that, like, my idea of what I would do feels very mis- like feels like a lot like internalized misogyny to me because <laughs> I'm like oh because but I but I think because I don't really I very rarely uh, am hyper feminine mm. so I do there is something about that like being like Shirley Bassey plus 10 mm. glamour like really just so over the top just m- like hair that barely fits through a door do you like oh wow do you know yeah. <laughs> like, but like but just yeah oh my god yeah cardboard <laughs> hair um, but like just absolute I think as well because I am big I've spent like I've I've like I'm very happy with myself now but I spent a lot of my time as a teenager and like in my early 20s kind of hiding and trying not to be mm. my full like physical presence so I'm there's part of me that's like if you just go so like yeah people like you know people are not going to be they're not going to be able to get past you mm. like that's fine do you know what I mean yeah, I think take, from, I'm taking up I'm taking up all of this space fuck you time to take off oh, yeah. <laughs> like, get out of my way yeah I love that yeah. I do feel though that I to to realise my dream I would have to wear heels and I just cannot walk in them so maybe I just get rolled around and <laughs> <laughs> rolled in and out of places like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> walk three steps and then stop <laughs> just wear heels just not stilettos just yeah. the, the chunky ones chunky ones that's that's how I manage because I don't wear heels normally at all and yeah, kind of have to dance and stuff around in them and be on your feet all night. So yeah, just <laughs> make sure you get a comfortable pair. <laughs> That's the, yeah. Do you think that you would ever, I know that you're quite early on, Pamela, in your Pamela Hamilton, mm. um journey, but do you think that you would ever, can you kind of see yourself trying a different character at any point? Or do you feel quite like, no, I've really got this? <laughs> yeah, I I know you, you're, you're different. I feel at the moment, so wedded to Shelley I can't imagine her not being there or being uh-huh. part of me I feel like she yeah she just really makes sense for me but maybe at some point I'll become I'll, I'll become bored of her or have to break up or I'll have to kill her off in some way but <laughs> for now yeah I think 
yeah, Shelley feels very much, me and Shelley are as one. <laughs> Taking our vows. <laughs> death to us part. Um, but you're quite, you're, you're kind of maybe more um, fluid in that. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not, I don't know. Well, so it's, it's very early in a journey and I haven't, I don't feel like I've done it much. I've done three, <laughs> three things, <laughs> I think, so far. Uh, smashing every one of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I feel like at some point, as I said, it's it's a kind of early childhood uh, uh, fantasy, maybe at in a way, and then maybe at some point, maybe it's gonna die off, and I'm, I'm gonna try something else. But I'll, I'll see, I'll see how it goes. Mm. Yeah, I was, I'm kind of interested in, um, and this is something that Bob, again, Janet, district council, <laughs> sort of talking about, is having like two sides of sort of having Janet, but then also Bob was talking about being a drag king and doing, mm. playing around with that. Oh, and like, um, <laughs> and sort of this idea of taking his own hair, uh, cutting cutting it and then like re, um, then sort of making a beard out of it or like shaving your his own beard and then re it 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 <laughs> things like that. Wow. So I quite like, at some point, I mean, I think I, I've been more drawn to drag, uh, being a drag queen than mm. a drag king because, like we've been saying, sort of a drag queen actually feels more of a departure from my day to day and it's like more different. I think if I was to be a drag king, that wouldn't necessarily feel too different for me or too uh-huh. kind of, it just doesn't feel quite right of like what I want to play around with and explore. But I do quite like this idea of having, developing kind of. A, maybe a drag king side and having two different like picking out different roles to to play depending on kind of how I feel mm-hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. to layer it up having Shelley being a drag <laughs> how yeah. doing Shelley then be, being Shelley as a drag king yeah um just to kind of keep adding on yeah <laughs> layers and layers <laughs> Um, yeah. Amazing. Can you guys tell us, um, just to wrap up, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure chatting to you guys. Thank you Aww. so much for telling me, just like giving me a little insight into your world. Um, can you tell us where we can see you? Have you got any gigs coming up that we can come and support? Oh, I don't think I have anything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you some. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do, you know, do you have those? So I have a... Um, a monthly slot at Elsewhere, um, it, Elsewhere in Margate, uh, doing their karaoke night. Oh, so nice. it's the last Sunday of every month. You can find Shelley <laughs> sing, singing songs. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then I've got uh, Halloween at Arts Club. Um, Shelley's gonna be doing a turn <laughs> on the dance floor. Uh, working with Pink Suits. Uh, on a queer country night, which is at Elsewhere. So oh, amazing. Living my true Dolly Parton fantasies. That's coming <laughs> up in November. Um, and I think there's there's talks of a sort of winter Margate Pride, um, and and doing performing as part of that. So yeah, there's amazing. There's things coming up. It's exciting. But yeah, all it all in Margate. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, for Margate now, today, tomorrow in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Pamela Hamilton, Shelley Grotto, thank you so much for joining us on the Power of Women podcast. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. much. It's been thanks for listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh, women podcast. Oh, women. Oh, women. Oh, women podcast.